0: The following presentation of the Jaguars Podcast Network is presented by MyStar Credit Union. Quiet was his calling card. And to talk with Rasheen Mathis today, it's clear he'd rather do than say. But Mathis was a silent assassin on the field. Just ask Ben Roethlisberger. In a locker room filled with oversized personalities, his was nearly imperceptible. His game, his stats, his results were anything but. This is Perspectives, the story of the Jaguars' first 25 seasons told by the people who built the franchise from the ground up. This is Rasheen Mathis. He grew up on the field at Southside Middle School and at Englewood High School in the shadows of TIAA Bank Field. He became a Jaguars fan the day they started playing never thinking that those fields on the south side of the St. John's would lead to this one, where the quiet kid would become a star.
1: I still don't know if I understand the importance of me being here. Um, And I don't know if it's humility or just um, ignorance, (laughs) because I just was doing – I was just competing – and I love to compete. Um, so people ask like, why why don't you parade around like you're who you are? And I was like, I'm just Rasheen. Like I was just born to compete. God gave me ability, an ability to compete and in, in, in athleticism and I just do it to my best. So one day I I I will I will understand the impact. Um and how rare it is to be drafted for your home team, play here for ten years, and be very successful at it. Um only thing I know is I have to pick my spots around town to go. I can't go anywhere, everywhere. That's the only thing that's but other than that, I'm still I'm I'm Rasheen. I'm I'm that guy from Southside Middle, from from Inglewood High School, the same guy that, you know, did some stupid stuff at Bethune Cookman um like that's 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 who I am um and competing was just a vital part of it and it allowed me to to see some things and accomplish some things that I I wish everyone who had the God-building ability and and take advantage of could can do um but for the guys who came in town you know because Brian Williams is one of my guys like he he came in and he was he was a little more flashier than me, um, but we 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 click very well. Um, so he was like, "Okay, what is it to do here, man? I, I'm I'm how how's the nightlife like? What's going on? What's going?" But at that point, like that wasn't part of who I was. Um, so I was like, "Man, it's something to do. You know, it's not a big city. Um, you, you know, but you you can you can do a lot and stay out of trouble in Jacksonville. You don't have to worry about a lot of stuff happening and." your name getting around town and things of that nature. So um, I, I can tell you where the eateries are because I don't even, when I first, when we first came, the town center had just came. So it was like, okay, we have a little shopping now. We, we don't have to drive to Orlando or do, because online shopping wasn't that big yet. So it was like you have to go out of town. So most people did their shopping out of town. So it, it, was, it was, I was like, this is a family town. Like if you want, if you want longevity in your career, you're in the right place. Because it's not too much to get into. You can keep your head down and you can plug away. Because that's, that's how I always um, sold Jacksonville. Like, this is a place you can you can have great success at. Keep your head down. You don't have to worry about getting in trouble too much at night. And you can you could be a pro here. Um, so the city is growing. It's, it's a lot different now, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. Um, but that was Jacksonville when I was here. So being the native son... Um, I I think I, I, I think Jacksonville, I, I I apologize to Jacksonville as well, because I don't think I took advantage of a lot of the opportunities that that I could have had um, because I just wanted to plug away and just do my job to the best to, to my best ability. Um, and I feel now I still have some making up to do because um, just even being here, um, I've been here twice in the last week. Um, And that's a lot for me um, because I try to stay under the radar. I try to keep my head down. Um, I'm I'm not a flashy guy. Um, I like to plug away. I'm I'm a family guy um, and I like to do things the right way. Um, But that being said, I feel there's a lot of lives I could have personally touch. And I'm I'm looking after those lives now. I'm trying to get out and and branch out a little more now. But I, I thank Jacksonville for everything that it has done for me. Um, I'm I'm indebted to this city um, because, you know, without them, I I wouldn't be here. I understand that. Uh, So I'm very appreciative in 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 a good way.
0: Mathis wasn't an unknown at Englewood High. The biggest of schools knew his name, and only a broken leg his senior year cost him a shot at the big time. But that's not entirely accurate. It was more of a detour.
1: My oldest brother was... An avid football guy. Um my the the one that's right over me, my second oldest, he's he was 6'5 so he dabbled into basketball and football. Um but I was always the baseball guy. My grandmother didn't let me play football growing up. She said you're too small. Um so I I stuck to baseball. I stuck to baseball and I love it. Still have a passion to this day. Um but I had two older brothers playing football, and my oldest, the one right over me, he was two years older than me. So when I got into the ninth grade, he was in 11th grade, and he was the BMOC. He was the big man on campus, um, basketball and football. So I decided to go out for spring, I meant, well, summer ball, and that means attempting to make the varsity team. And that this is my first crack at it. So my brother and his friends are just throwing me around out there on the football field, and... I lasted a week and was like, uh, you know what? This might not be for me. I'm I'm gonna just stick back and I'll play J V first. <laughs> um so I stopped I stopped going out and I um made the J V team. And then going forward, long story short, my sophomore year, I was the only sophomore on the varsity team. Um so and I loved it, you know. Um I, well was having fun. I wouldn't say I loved it, was having fun. And then my old, my brother came up to me. He was a senior. I was a sophomore, um, only sophomore on the team. And he came up to me, after, like, probably mid mid to after the season. Um, he said, Rasheen, you know what? You might need to stick with baseball and um, basketball and, and track because you're not taking this serious. You're going to get hurt out here. Um, and from that point on, I took it serious. Um, and once he went off to college and he came back, I was the BMOC now. I was the big man on campus. And he was like, what in the world has happened? Um, and he was enjoying watching me play. So um, my senior year, me and one of my best friends, um, Icaro, he was our running back. We was just talking about the letters that we start receiving from college. And it was excitement build up. Like, you know, we was getting letters from college. And we knew at this time that this was, well, me personally, single parent home, this was my gateway to college like there was no other like this was the steps to going into college through sports um and started off great um started off great my senior year we beat the number one team in the city and one of the top ranked teams in reigns i had like three or four interceptions returned one back for 90 yards so i'm thinking the sky's the limit um fifth game of the season we played terry parker i broke my leg Um, and then this was back in 98. So, you know, a broken leg was a big deal. It's not like now you break a leg. It's like, okay, boom, whatever. Um, but then the, you know, I had before then I had already visited Florida state. Um, and that was, that was, that was, that was it. That was the team. I knew the, I knew the roster. Um, I I knew everybody on the team and, but then after I broke my leg, it was like boom. You can maybe come to a partial. We don't, are not sure, but single parent home, it was, it was, it was out of the question. Um, and it was a gut shot. It was a gut shot, a reality check, and especially when the schools, the bigger, I mean, you name the letters, I had them. Um, and once, once those weren't coming anymore, it was like, okay, wow, where do I go from here? Um, I remember sitting in, getting called to the front office and. Citadel and Bethune-Cookman was in the office like and you know I didn't even know who these schools were even though Bethune was right down the road but my older brother went to a HBCU and he was like don't go to a HBCU just for the publicity just just for career wise um nothing other than that and come to find out my future head coach in college his brother taught at my high school So he was like, we have this kid here. So Bethune Hurt got the word, and I visited there, and it was history from there. So, um, you know, faith has it. Faith has it, and I I ended up in the right place. You know, it was overwhelming, actually, as any freshman, regardless of how big you think you are. You you realize that, you know, most of the time you realize, well, me. um, I, I feel I'm a humble individual, so I respect those that are older and was there before me. Um, but I started out, you know, playing great, um, not un- unknowingly what it would lead to. But just started out competing, and that's what I do: compete, and then let the rest take care of itself. So my sophomore year, I had 11 interceptions. Um, my defensive coordinator, um, who's an amazing, amazing guy, Pete Adrian, he left my junior year. A lot of people don't know this: to coach to um, be a defensive coordinator at in the XFL. The XFL, it only lasted a year. So this is faith. Like It only lasted a year. So he came back to Bethune to be my defensive coordinator. The year he left, I only had like three or four interceptions. So with him, I had 11. After he left, I had three or four. When he came back, I had 14 my senior year. 14 interceptions my senior year. So, boom, eyes open. It was like, wow, you have a shot. So going through that, listening to – um Kuiper and like all of these draft draft guys and I was like okay where do I fit in I'm a small school guy I'm hearing that I'm a small school guy um but I know I'm a competitor so I was like okay so how are they gonna view me so I was just like okay I'm just gonna do everything I need to do I'm gonna run as fast as I can I'm gonna lift as much as I can um nobody is gonna outdo me um I'm gonna make sure of that so that won't be a reason why they say I can't compete at the next level. So but then um agents start coming. They drew interest and agents start coming what my senior year in high school, different agencies, and I was like, okay, wow, this is something different. Like I wasn't I'm not prepared for this. Um so had a little guidance from the school, but then senior bowl. Senior bowl happened and that's when I knew I could compete. Once I seen all the best guys in, in the country. And I was right there with them, and I seen how I lined up against them. And I was like, okay, I got this. Like, I'm not worried. Like, my, my skill set will speak for itself. I put in the work, and now it's time to compete. Um, and, and that was it. That, that's the moment when I was like, okay, I, if these are the guys who's making it to the next, next level and succeeding, I'm, I'm okay. I can, I can do this.
0: He knew he could play. And as you can clearly hear, he'd go anywhere and compete at anything at any time so he wasn't even thinking about Jacksonville when the Jaguars called. I
1: knew, you know, it was a couple teams, Jags, Green Bay. It was a couple other teams that came down to work me out um, while at Bethune. Um, so I knew it was a possibility that it could be. I didn't know the rounds, even though it was I was projected. I didn't know. Um, I knew I was better than a lot of the guys who were projected to go before, maybe before me in the, in the draft, but I didn't know. Me being drafted was it. Like, I didn't care where I ended up. It wasn't, you know, it to, maybe to my friends, okay, I'm better than this guy, better than that guy. But in my heart, I was like, I just need a shot. I just need a shot. Um, so when um, Disney actually called, I was at Walt Disney World, at Wild World of Sports, and they was like, okay, we'll do you a draft party. So me and my family drove down to Disney, and we did a draft party. Me and my family and friends um, drove down to Disney, and we had a draft party there. Um, And when it was coming up, uh, my brother was like, Jags is about to get you. You're still on the board. Jags is about to get you. And I'm in the moment, so I'm just watching it, and I see a couple people going before me. And I was like, this guy's not better than me. This guy's not better than me. But, you know, still not, you know, um, not saying it arrogantly, but just saying I've seen this guy compete. Um, So when they called, I don't even remember it because my family was just, you know, they knew the Jags was next and they knew what the call meant. Um, So when I got that call, it was overwhelming. It was it was overwhelming, to say the least, like, but I'm always a reset thinker. So I was happy. But I was thinking about, I need to get to the stadium. I need to start competing. I need to show them that they didn't take the wrong person in the second round. So that's my mindset. It's like, I guess I was born to be a corner because, okay, I could have got to pick that um, previous series, but that doesn't mean they're not coming back at me. I need to be ready to compete. Like, and, and that's what it was. So that's, that's, that's kind of how my mindset um, switched
0: more perspectives following this from ViStar Credit Union.
2: At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
0: Mathis started at Free Safety on opening day in Carolina as a rookie and made the first of his franchise-best 30 interceptions. It was clear early that he was a steal in the second round, and he was out of position.
1: I love free safety. I still do to this day. Um I thought about even moving later in my career because free safety came very very easy to me. Like very easy to me. Um it's just something about knowing where to be in you know in at the right time. Um and I had that coming. At, I had that at free safety. Um I knew how to cut fields off and all of that stuff. So um end, my mindset was I just need to be on the field, like anywhere on the field, whether it's nickel, whether it's free safety, whether it's wherever, wherever y'all put me, I'm going to show you that I can play. So I tested, I tested spots in because they were like, okay, you're a small free safety, you're a tall and lanky corner, I don't know if you can move your feet as well, so these this is all the take on you know taller corners, how quick are your feet, can you run, can you stop on time, um, so Started at free safety, had amazing tutelage from Donovan Darius and Marlon McCree, who, you know, the position I end up taking. But he was they, they, they both were vital in my um, progression as, as a, as a um, pro. Um, Jason Kraft got hurt, fifth game, like around fifth game, fifth, sixth, fifth, sixth game of the um, season. And they were like, okay, do we bring in a reserve corner or do we move for Sheen? I think we picked up Deke Cooper. Um, so he was like, "Okay, boom, move me there." So I was like, "Okay, um, let's let's go, let's compete." It's the same. It's, it's regardless of where I'm at on the field, I'm gonna find a way to win and compete. Um, so I was just competing, like it was just like playing. And then my agent was like, "Okay, Rasheen, now here's the kicker: you're at right now in your position, you're where the money is. Um, I know you can play both, but." This is where it's at. Um, you might need to think about staying here. Um, so saying that, I was like, okay, well, I can play it. I showed I can play it. So, and not knowingly, they weren't trying to move me because it was a rarity for, you know, tall guy being able to play corner. Um, so I would, you know, I I settled in and and I I guess I made my hay at um, corner. Um, and and the rest is history.
0: He was a star, but you had to look to find him in a locker room filled with top players and oversized personalities. Mathis didn't mind. In fact, he thrived in that environment and simply went to work. My first year, it it, it flew by.
1: Um, I just kept my head down and was just plugging away. Um, And I would say probably that about my second year as well because it it was still trying to find my footage. But I was enjoying the ride. I kept my head down, but I was enjoying the ride. So seeing people leave, seeing people go, that was kind of new to me coming from college because everyone stayed in college. You really didn't see, unless you had grade troubles or something. Um, so that was kind of new to me. Um, people fighting position for positions every day. So that was like, okay, like now you have to fall in love with this game. Um, and I didn't actually fall in love. I was I always loved competing, but I actually didn't fall in love with football until after my second year in the league. I just loved competing. But to be great at football, I had to fall in love with football. So um, I don't know what made me realize that, but I fell in love with football. I fell in love with the game and I approached it differently. Um, So I was able to see. Different positions and respect them for what they were, and I was able to realize the different personalities, like you mentioned, um, that we had on this team, and it was an amazing locker room. It was it was fun to be in. It was it was. I think everyone around you, to your point, everyone around you knew that we were going to be good. Um, I, and they, we knew we had all the tools. Um, pieces missing a piece here or there, but I think we when we got Deion Grant on the defensive side of the ball. Um, from Carolina, because him and Jack had history. Him and Jack had history at Carolina. So when we got Deion Grant, we plugged in a couple pieces on offense. Um, we got um, a kick returner. We got Jamal. It was just a couple pieces. We knew we were missing in, in spots. And once we started plugging in spots, we was like, okay, we have something special. Um, and, and I think that's where Jack confidence... He He knew we had a core. We had a core, but to be Successful in this game, you need more than just a core. you need pieces around them that can perform when it's time to perform, make the simple plays when it's time to make the simple plays and Although Jack wore his you know emotions on his sleeve um he was a player's coach he was a player's coach. he still thought he can play um so <laughs> he thought he can play everything whether it doesn't matter what it is with it with the ball, Jack feels that he's good at it um so we were building something here, um, and I think only we knew it. Only we knew it. The the league didn't know it. Um, I don't even know if the city sensed it. Um, but the pieces that we had, because um, Byron was still part of it. Byron was still a vital part of it. Um, but we knew we were building something. We knew we had a, a, a core of quarterbacks who can play. Um, we knew we you know we got. Later on down the road, we got Mojo, um, we got Mercedes, we had, and we already had Cal. So we had George Reister, we had different sorts of tight ends to do different type of things. Um, so everything was looking up for us. Everything was looking up for us. And when when it was time to play, we we bonded, we bonded in camp like no other. Like we were just doing stuff outside of the field. Um, guys had their lives, but we respected each other and we were doing stuff together. And it it showed on the field the respect level that we had for each other, Um, regardless about the different personalities. When it was time to step between those lines, everyone had a respect for the game Um, and no one was going to touch us without someone else, without six or seven more people touching them. Um, So it was it was something that I learned early. Protect your brother, protect your brother at all costs. Um, He's here bleeding and sweating for you. Um, and, and, and that allowed me to fall in love with the game because I seen guys loving the game, loving to compete, um, and loving to come to work every day because we were building something special. So it, it was, it was awesome to be a part of
0: the young corner wasted no time. Seven interceptions in his first two seasons was all the Jaguars needed to see.
1: It was during camp. I was in, you know, it was 05. Oh five. Um I was in camp laying in bed after 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 meetings or whatnot and I got a call from my agent and he was like, Where are you? I was like, I'm in I'm in my room and I remember it to this day and he was like, Okay, um this is rare. The Jags haven't done this very often, but they're they're trying to offer you early. Um and I was like, Okay, what does that mean? It was like, um, they're trying to sign you for a long year deal early. And he was like, so this is a great thing. This is a great thing, but I want you to know what it means. Um, you have two years left in your rookie contract. So this extension will take you to seven years. Um, so, you know, he explained the nuts and bolts of it. And he was like, okay, so I'm going to let you think about it. Um, he told me the offer. I was like, okay, like, what is it to think about? And he was like, "Okay, so, you know, he if you wait, there's a possibility that this can get higher because your play is speaking for itself. But there also is a possibility for injury. So you have to weigh the nuts and bolts. Um, Me being here long term wasn't it, it wasn't a question if I wanted to be here. It was like, is this the right time to sign? Um, and coming from where I came from, single parent home and mom struggling, you know, to make ends meet with four kids and things of that nature. It was it was breathtaking as when I look when, and then now once I look back on it, I was like, it wasn't just breathtaking. It's life changing um, for a, a lot of different reasons. Um, so. I thought about it, I thought about it and thought about it, I was like, OK, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I understand if I wait, it could be more, but it's it's at the table. Um, I worked hard for it. Um, it could be smart on their part because that's what my agent said. It's smart on their part for them to offer you now, um, before you know you keep progressing, and it could be more. But I'm in my city. I'm I'm from here, so let's let's commit to the process, and 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 that's when I, I don't even know if it was. The next day, I could have called him back that night. And, you know, before I talked to anybody, before I talked to anybody, I just sat at my bed and contemplating, and contemplated and um, gave him a shout back. And we just start negotiating and like nuts and bolts and settled it then. My brother, Jerry Williams is my brother. He's um, the coach of the Jacksonville Giants. Um, so he's the one that's right over me. So men, his rela- men we have a great relationship, always had. He was like, it's a no brainer. They should have been off for you. Like that's, that's older brother, like seeing competition and competing and whatever. Um, so it was like, okay, dude, you deserve all of this. Now let's go play. Let's go compete. Like, that's how we are. Like it, it is. It's not once you sign, okay, take a breath, of air, take a breath, breath of fresh air. It's that cor- corners mindset. Okay, now let's reset. Let's show them they weren't wrong again. So this is my new mindset now. Okay, now I have to compete even more. Show them that they weren't wrong, and let's let's continue this process. The excitement of mom was, you, you know, it was. You, you you can't express it. You can't express it. Um, there's a lot that goes on that, um, in in a lot of families, in a lot of families in in this type in in this football environment, that a lot of people don't know, um, the struggles of life, um, that. That we had to deal with, um, and um, because I was 24, 24 years old, 25 when I signed my contract, and now I'm the head of my family because I signed a contract at 25 years old. So what does that look like? There's no blueprint to how you navigate that like now everyone's looking to me, and that's the lifestyle that a lot of these kids have and and it's hard it's tough to navigate that. It's tough to do everything right and please everybody in, in those situations. Um, it's tough. It, it, it's tough to know what to do with it, um, how to control it, um, what to control, when to say no, and things of this nature. Um, but the big man upstairs was looking down on me um, because he's he has always had a plan for my life, and I was able to not do anything crazy, and I was able to be in the position that i am now and my family is okay and my my you know my my wife and kids are okay um because i made the right choices while i was in the league but that's not the majority which is sad because it's tough and i look back on and i say i'm one of the lucky ones Um, for some reason i had the the how to navigate this life
0: it turned out to be a smart move Mathis delivered 13 more interceptions over the next two years and was an all-pro. He was also a cool hand in an often overheated locker room. The steady voice of a team that needed one as his fifth year, 2007, began. Me and B-Left was the same
1: class. He was the first rounder, I was the second rounder. Um, so I took a lot of slack for him holding out because I was the next go-to guy in the second round, but he was my guy. Like, I made sure B-Left was good around town. Like I made, you know, when he wanted to go out, I rode with him just, be, just to make sure he's okay um, because there weren't too many people that knew me or my brother. So I was okay regardless of where I went, um, being that I was from here. So training camp happening. We just had our, um, what is it called? Luncheon. We just had our luncheon. B-Left was on stage. Um, as our starting quarterback, we got word from when we came back that, okay, a change is about to happen. And we was like, okay, what is going on? Like, so change happened then. b came to me. Um, I got word before, but he came to me and was like, this just happened. So the locker room was shook. Locker room was shook. It was like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? Like, we didn't have a clue, you know, before before that day that what was going on so a couple leaders got got wind of what was going to happen but then the locker room was shook for a minute so now we had to gather the leaders we had to gather the troops and be like okay we have to spin this in a positive light dave is our he's at the head of the ham he's our leader right now um we knew dave can play but after the lunch and your starting quarterback is let go now it's like okay boom let's 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 um let's gather the troops. Let's circle the wagon and, and see what we need to do from here from because because coaches couldn't help us. Coaches couldn't help the locker room at this point. It was all up to the leaders of the team and we gathered the troops and it was like, OK, so, Dave, we got your back. Like, we're with you. Um, no worries. We're going to get all our position groups in line and let them know that, OK, season has started. We have to start. You know, Dave is our quarterback. We can't look back. We can't look back. So that was the start of it because it was it was it was a lot to deal with at first. So you know, things just started rolling. Um, plays just started being made. There was a camaraderie that was that we hadn't had, but we 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 had built. But then now everything was clicking. Now everything was clicking. We was rolling. We was rolling. We were rolling, and was like, okay we have something special. So now we have to make sure everybody are, are everybody's doing the right thing to keep this going. So now it's accountability. Now we have to make sure all the core guys, all the pieces, all the guys that like to party and things of that nature. Like okay, you can still do your thing, but you have to understand what we have here. This is rare. This is special. So we have to treat it as such. Um and it was it was fun. It, it, it was fun to see. It was fun to watch. It was fun to see the city gather around us like we hadn't seen before. Um, I seen it growing up here, but I hadn't experienced it. I knew it was there. I knew they wanted to, but they were waiting on that special moment. And, and, and 2007 was it for us. It was that special moment where the city was like it was a couple of years ago here. It was, it was, they was chopping at the bits. Like they knew we had something special. They knew what was possible and we knew it as well. Like we knew everyone by the middle of the season, everyone we played, we knew, they knew they had to bring it. And that's when you know something special is brewing. When you know that you can, you can hear it in how they speak you can you can hear it in how they speak when they talking about your team. You can you can see the respect in their eyes when they're across from you. Um you can see it when plays are being made and you know that that little energy is taken out of them. So it's a lot that goes on in sports that you the respect. Like you you know, it's like the Warriors, well what the Warriors were when teams talked about the Warriors, they okay, yeah they have something special or when the teams talk about the Colts or the Patriots, like they have something special. We know we have to play our A game to beat these guys. And that was us in 07. Um, I go in Pittsburgh at the time, my financial advisor was from Pittsburgh. Um, So it was ironic. Um, But I, every time I, I see someone from Pittsburgh, I, you know, you known in different places, but, Pittsburgh wouldn't be a place that I'm – I'm, until I think about it, that I'm, people know who I am. Um, but they were like, yeah, I hated you, dude, for a long time. <laughs> and I just say – and to speak about Ben, I was like, we just have a good relationship. Like <laughs> something happened on the field where we just have a good relationship. He wasn't scared to throw the ball anybody's direction. And I knew that. Like him and Peyton, like certain quarterbacks – They don't really care who you are. They trust their receivers, um, and they trust their arms. They trust a lot of things about themselves that they don't care who they're lining up against. If they feel it that play, they're going to throw the ball your way. Um, and as a competitor and as being on and being on top of your game, I love to play quarterbacks like that because they're gunslingers. Um, Brett Favre was the same way. Like he's a gunslinger. He doesn't care who's over there. He's going to throw the ball. And those are the times you can shine in big games because the big quarterbacks are not trying to stay away from you. Um, but speaking of that stretch of that Pittsburgh stretch, um, it was, it was amazing because we knew going in to the first game that we needed to win that game. Um, so we end up pulling that game out, and we were like, okay, so this is setting us up to come back to Pittsburgh. This has set us up to come back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, go back to Pittsburgh. So we was like, okay. So once, we, once the playoffs started and we was like, okay, so we have to go back up here and beat these guys again. But we had the confidence. It was like – I know it was like it, it never have been done, but to us it was like we have the recipe for success. Regardless, we matched up well against him. We knew that. Um, it was it was a two-chance strap game. We knew that. Like, it was going to be one on the ground. We knew that. Um, even though Ben was a slinger, they still had their nuts and bolts where, you know, you had to run the ball to win. You have to run the ball to win in this league. Um, and we just needed to make him pay when he threw the ball. So competing, competing, competing. Um, in the cold and, and everything that it brought with you. I tell people all the time, Heinz Field is the best field to play in. Like, the crowds gets in it. The towels are are waving. But the best thing is when the crowds are not waving. The crowd is not waving the towels. Like, we had fans in the stands. Like, my, my mom, girlfriend at the time, would turn fiance wife. Like, they were in the stands and they were like, they were slapping us with the towels and we were scared to cheer. And, but then when they quieted down, it was like, okay, it's go time. It's, it's time to play football. Um, well, it's time to cheer now, but they were scared to cheer. Like a lot of stuff that goes on. Um, it, it, was, a, it was, it was, it was good to hear. It was funny to hear from their side, but on the field, it was, it was, it was excitement. From from the first snap of the game, it was excitement. It was something that I've never experienced experienced since then, although I've been into been to the playoffs since then, but it was it was a time that was very special. I feel very appreciative because I was able to make some plays to help propel that. Um, and you know, remember to this day for those plays, and will always be remembered for those plays. I'm, I'm, I'm finding out, um, but it was just, it was, it, it was amazing um, and very impressive to be a part of something that special for, for our franchise.
0: 2008 wasn't as good. 2009 was worse. 2007 quickly faded, and it wouldn't return no matter what moves the Jaguars made. An injury in '11. An ownership and coaching change in 12 and another coaching change in 13 taught Mathis some of life's most difficult and most important lessons.
1: I actually like talking about those years because it, it says a lot about just life in general, business in general. Um, we had a special team, um, and when you have something special, I feel you should do everything in your ability to keep keep it together. Um and I don't feel we did it. Um, we let go of Deion Grant, like it was like some core pieces. Like we didn't. Um, after that, I think we let go of Double D. Like it was. It was like some things that you can that hold that you can hold on to um, in certain aspects. That this is the reason why we were special. This is a part of it, and I understand. Like money wise, like. Was it an issue and, you know, knowing the business. And at that time, I think I knew the business very well. And we could have kept something special together for a couple more years. So that was that was sad to me um, that we had something special and it could have stayed special because we had a tandem running back like I don't know if it could be another tandem running back duo like we had in the league like possibly ever. Like, those two guys were special together. Um, so when you have certain stuff, I know if injuries don't happen, you should try to do what you need to do to keep it. And I think I was fighting that for a couple years because on the back end of things, I was trying to play two and three positions at one time because it was not judging the people that we brought in um, but it was it was tough. It it, it, was, it was tough. It was it was it was some tough years. Um, but I grew a lot. I think a lot of people that stayed here grew a lot. Um, I've seen a lot of people come and go before then. But to see core people leave your team um, at a fast rate. Um, that part of the business surprised me. And I knew then that. There's no one that's untouchable. Um, and I think that's what I learned. That there's no one untouchable. So that was a different part of the business that I did learn. And management doesn't think like players. I learned that. Um, regardless of how we see things, management always see it a little different. And that's okay. That's business. like, And that's part of business. And I understand that. So um, you have to have that. Someone has to lead. Um, you have to have different different groups in order to be successful. So I understand that and I respect that. Um, So that part saddens me, which I think a lot of people don't, don't understand and would never understand Um, moving forward. um, When I, when I got hurt, it was tough because I was, I was having a very good season. I was having a very good year and no contact injury really hadn't been injured that tough before I, I where it was surgery needed. Um, so my whole thing was, okay, how do you bounce back? You're this, you're approaching your 10th year. You got hurt in your ninth year. Like now you have to bounce back. Like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? so it was just grind time for me. It was like, okay, people was bouncing back from ACLs very fast. So I was like, okay, well, I'm good. Like this can happen. I can do this. Like if they are doing it, then I know I can do it as well. Um, so I bounced back. I had a great start to my my career. And then, you know, business happened again to me um, not to go into it. But business happened again to me. And it was like, OK, boom, you're, you're no exception. So let's roll with these punches. Now, I was in a position in my life where God was in total control and he allowed me to be a mentor to some guys in the locker room and in my position group that was seeing what was happening to me. And I think they respect me a lot more for, for how I handled it, handled it. And, but I knew I had life left, but I was okay with, you know, it was new, like you said, new owner, um, new head coach, um, new management after that year. So I was like, okay, I knew I wasn't coming back. I knew I wasn't coming back. So now I had to make the decision on where do I go from here? What, what, what has to happen from here? And me, it was like, okay, I'm gonna just stay ready. I'm going to just stay ready. I'm okay with departing from the game, but I want to end the game healthy and I'm healthy now. And I wasn't able to end it how I wanted to. So that was, that was tough. That was a tough part for me. So I was okay with being let go. People asked me a lot. Do you have any hard feelings? I was like, no, because I didn't know him. Like if it was Jack and Shaq and Paul Vant, you know, if it was these guys and the Weavers, that let me go then yeah, I'll be jaded. I'll feel some kind of way. But I didn't really know the new regime Um I didn't know the new the new core guys. So I was okay with that. Like so and I think that helped me move forward faster. Um that so it was a blessing in disguise. You know, it helped me move forward faster and to, to move on. Um and yeah, so the last years was tough. The last few year, couple years was tough here but It helped me grow in a way and understand a lot of things that was vital going forward where I was positioned, um, where, where God wanted
0: me to be positioned forward. More perspectives following this from ViStar Credit Union.
2: At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
0: Mathis bridged two eras of Jaguars football. He grew up watching Coughlin's teams and was a star playing for Jack Del Rio. He has a unique perspective on 25 seasons and on the players who've worn the teal. One player in particular still leaves Mathis in awe. People ask me this all the time. They
1: were like, who's the best receiver you ever covered? And I say my own. And they were like, who? I was like, smooth, Jimmy Smith. Like, he had tools. He had awareness. He had body control. He had speed when he needed it that It's only one other receiver that I can say is comparable to him, and I played my last three years with him, Calvin Johnson. Like, every time you line up against Smooth, he was going to try to give you the business. It was no playoff. He was going to let you know that you can't cover me. You can't cover me. And I tell people all the time, he's the reason why I got as good as I did, Um, along with Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. Um, because that duo was an awesome duo. But Jimmy, you know, I covered Marvin twice a year. I covered Jimmy every day, um, and Jimmy was special. Like, if I seen Marvin every day, then I probably would have had a few more interceptions on him every day. But if I covered Jimmy every day, like I probably had a couple picks on him during practice, Every covering him every day for a number of years, in a game I probably would still only have a couple that's how special he was because he knew his body he 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 knew his points he didn't let you, you might get him a couple times yeah but he didn't let anybody dictate where he was going um i've seen him torch double and triple teams like it's nothing Um, Same as Calvin. I seen Calvin do the same. That's why I say it's not too many people. Maybe Moss. I haven't seen. I didn't see Moss on a daily like I seen Calvin and Jimmy. But that lets you know the weight that his name holds. The names that I'm mentioning with him. He's there. Like he's that special. He's that special. um, And I, I owe a lot to Jimmy. Like we had a very good relationship because he knew I respected him. Um, he's the reason why I got my first fancy car. Um, I seen a Benz that he had. I didn't know I was over my element when I wanted it, but I didn't get it till I signed my new contract. So I didn't go out of my way to get it, but he had a a nice Benz that I a convertible Benz. And I was like, Oh boy, that thing is sweet. So he's the reason for a lot of things. Um, but smooth was special. He's, he's, he, I still to this day, um, he's special to me. He's special to me in a lot of ways. Cause he, his heart was always in the right place. Um, you know, he he wasn't selfish to the point where he was going to cause confusion, but he knew he needed the ball. And we knew he needed the ball for us to win. You know, so he wasn't going to destroy a locker room. You know, that's how humble he was. Um, at the same time, he was confident enough to know that I need to get more touches. Um, and although they're double-teaming me, just trust me, I'll find a way. Um, And and we we did. We we, I think we did right by him. I I think I think the organization treated him well. Um, I hope he feels the same way. Um, And that's just me looking from the outside, not knowing all the nuts and bolts. Um, But to see him struggle was it was heartbreaking um, because we all struggle with something. Um, And, you know, I don't think there's no one thing bigger than the other, although lights get shined on things. Um, but he's a special individual, um, and, I, and he needs to know how much the city do care about him um, and, and the players that he impacted care about him as well. Um, Smooth is a special individual, um, and my, my heart will always go out to him and his family.
0: People love lists. They love to rank the best players, coaches, wins, losses. It's what fans do. Mathis is either the best or the second-best defensive player of the Jaguars' first 25 years. It's indisputable. Mathis won't be defined by what others think of him, but he appreciates how people understand that he worked hard to be one of the Jaguars' very best.
1: What I can say is I, I know it in a sense, meaning, yeah, I'm, I feel I'm, I'm one of them. Um, I can look back and say, you know, people, you know, numbers don't lie. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, I try to step out of the humble role, but then God lets me know that you did what you needed to do. You 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 used what I gave you to be successful at the path that I created for you. Um, now, how do you impact from here? And, you know, I have a six-year-old son who, and this is this is my postcard this is me i have a 6 year old son who's in all star baseball he's playing with 7 and 8 and 9 year olds um at 6 year old he's 6 years old and my position is to teach him to or both of them when they Well, my my youngest son is only 3 but compete like and i was talking to some rookies the other day um in, in here um and I let them know, like, compete. Don't let anyone outwork you. Um, don't don't. And that's in life in general. So whoever hears this, like whatever you do, you're doing it. So be the best at it. Don't don't let anyone outwork you. And that doesn't mean work 24 seven. It means when you work, work, because I, I never was an overworker. I never overworked my body. But when I was at work, no one was going to outwork me. I was going to do and to prepare for those hours while at work. I didn't have to prepare after work because I prepared to be the best while at work. Um, And and that's that's all I did. Like, that's all I did. So to to be on the ring one day, possibly um, to be on the all twenty five team, to be sitting here um, with you years later, like all the work was worth it. It was worth all the the preparation hours and 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 all the sweat and and all the commitment, the dedication. It was worth it. Like it pays off. Hard work pays off, and that's for anyone who's living. Like it's it's gonna pay off. You just have to stick to the process, believe in the process, and there's nothing new under the sun. So get up under someone. And I was telling some of the rookies, I got a couple of the DBs numbers, the rookies numbers, just from speaking to them um I was like get up under someone that 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 has your best interest at heart and and learn all you can learn from them and 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 know that at the end of the day if you give your all if it's if it's meant to be if this path is meant to be your all your path at the end of the day like you'll be smiling cuz I don't have any regrets on the field um I have some in the city cuz I'm I, like I'm still trying to touch lives but on the field when I played like I gave it my all and everybody that I lined up against they knew they had to bring it when they 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 were across the from me um so I appreciate everything um one day I will be able to give you a different answer um maybe <laughs> but for now I I just love I fell in love with the game and I love to compete and I I I enjoyed being at the top of my game and I knew I competed and I prepared for those moments. So I was able to, to make hay of them. I was able to succeed while being there. Um, and it was always a reset. I always tried to get better. Um, and, and I think that's why I'm able to be labeled with some of the best, because I prepared for the moment. And I think all the best do. They prepare for the moment. So when the moment comes, I don't shy away from it. I run to it.